Welcome to Finance Tea. I'm your host and founder, Paris K. This podcast will be serving you financial tea with the works. Today's topic is six-figure resume. Today I'm joined by Naya. Her IG handle is at Career Global Co. I'm just going to allow her to give us a brief intro of what she does and how she helps people out. Hi, I'm Naya Allen Patel. I'm a three-time certified resume writer, career coach, and brand strategist. And I help international clients build their brand from the ground up using resume writing, LinkedIn profiles, websites. Um, and everything that they need to be considered an expert in their name. So, when you normally look at people's resume, what exactly are you looking for? Like, do you have like a co- Walk me through actually me actually booking you and actually telling you that I want to get my resume done. Like, what you going to do for me? First things first, I like to do um, some form of a consultation prior to anyone hiring me sometimes it doesn't happen that way sometimes people just go online and book my services without me ever having to speak to them Mm -hmm. and that's fine but i like to make sure that we're a great fit i like to see your before resume to really go through it um seeing where you lack what i need to develop um get you thinking about uh, the process and what you need to do and prepare that we could have a successful working relationship. Um, I like to have as much information as possible. That could be, you know, old resumes, recommendations, emails, um, any kind of uh, performance reviews, anything that you have that would help me to, to maximize the writing process, definitely send them to me. I don't believe in, in, you know, too much information when it comes to starting a writing project, but it's important to focus on what sets you apart, where's your impact, what problems you solve, um, and really speak in achievement focus and leadership language to show that you're a leader in your field um, instead of creating a resume that's a to-do list, you know? So I have a a lot of people that want that six-figure salary, but their resume is for you know someone who's entry level so even if you have a master's degree of great education you have the experience it's all about putting it together in a complete story to make it make sense and to show people that they need you rather than you know you coming off as entry level or desperate like you need them if that makes sense yes so are the resumes considered universal or Customized because I know normally like when people are applying for jobs, I know I hear this all the time. People are like, oh, you need to customize your resume um, to go with your the job description, and I'm like, okay, that's too much work. Like, <laughs> I'm not about to edit every resume I send just to customize it to the yeah. job description. That's too much. That's too much. Um, I tell people like your the job description should be a guide. A lot of us think that if we cut and paste parts of the job description in our resume, then that's going to get us through, you know, applicant tracking systems, or that's going to give us um, uh, a, you know, an extra boost to get called, and that's not true. 
and they if they're reading your resume and they see their job description copied and pasted, <laughs> that that's lazy. That's just lazy. That's <laughs> lazy. And um, when you're trying too hard, it looks very lazy, and you are not taken seriously because they're reading your resume because they're trying to solve their problem. You're not solving. You're not showing how you can solve a problem. You're just copying and pasting. If you're, I don't believe that you need to. If it's done right, you don't have to alter and change your resume for each job that that you're sending. If you're doing, you know, a, an active job search, you're going to have what fifty resumes, different resumes in a two week span, right? So, if you're in the same industry. You know, say you're in finance and you have an accounting resume or a financial analyst or something like that where it's all in the same, you know, realm, the same wheelhouse or industry. You just simply need to change the header on it, the target header, and that's it. It should encompass everything that you've done in that industry for it to make sense. That's a part part of what I do um, in having a customized modern and branded resume that represents you, you don't have to shift and move and do all of these things with your resume per job. Cover letters, yes. Cover letters, you definitely want to customize. But resume, if it's done right, you shouldn't have to do that much work. Okay, cool, because let me tell you, (laughs) doing an actual resume for me is like (laughs) a job, okay? Like back yeah, the- it is. It's hard writing about yourself sometimes. You know, you're like, what did I do? I don't know how to say this. And once you've, you know, gone over it a hundred times, you don't know what to do with it anymore. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do I do with it? What's exactly. going, what am I doing wrong? Exactly. And it's just like having another second job. Applying for jobs is like <laughs> another <laughs> job, like, another full-time <laughs> job, actually. So, I mean, like back in the day, like <laughs> I said back in the day, like <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> when I used to switch my jobs, like I used to switch my drawers, um, like writing a resume and like altering it to whatever the job was, was nothing back then. But now I'm like, that's just seem too much. Like, I won't even apply for a job simply because I don't have my resume together or I don't feel like the resume will, you know, sell me in the way that I wanted to sell me or whatever. So I'm like, uh, I just won't apply. Like, I'm good where I'm at. Okay. So. See, that's the problem. See, different stages, it calls for that. Because I know when I started out, I would get that eight, nine month itch. Mm-hmm. And because I knew I could get a job, like, I was in retail, like, retail or customer service yes. or, you know, entry-level positions, I knew I could get really easy. So, I would leave for lunch, never come back. I would get up and quit. Like, I was just, I had no kind of, you know, career mindset, thinking long-term. You know, I had to, well, I don't want to do this anyway. Like, attitude. <laughs> I can go find an, I can go find another job anyway, okay? Exactly. Fold your own shirts, deal with these customers. I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, and that was my attitude. But as you get older and you see the time that you wasted, the money that you left on the table, exactly. the positions that you really could have excelled at and you blew it, 
you start to change your tune. <laughs> exactly. And, and when looking for a yeah. house, uh, looking for a house, they wanted to see that you've been with the company for at least two years or in that same, you know, field for at least two years. So if you switch jobs, like you switch your drawers, then <laughs> you may not be You're getting your trouble. house. You heard me. <laughs> You're in trouble. Um, so I got into this, you know, by accident. Like I said, I was not the perfect employee to be, you know, teaching anybody anything, right? So... It's like I had to learn the hard way. You know, I was in after college. I got my first corporate job working at a bank. And I knew I was good, but I saw other people, you know, getting promoted. I saw other people moving on, excelling. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I still here? Why am I still here? I know I'm outselling you. I'm better at, you know, this or that than you. Why is it that you're moving on or you're excelling or you're going to the management program and all of these kind of things and I'm sitting here? What is the problem? Right. And I was applying the job and applying the jobs and nothing was happening. No results. And yeah, no results. And my friends and colleagues, they would ask me to review their resume because I was, I'm a writer. I started mm-hmm. in, you know, theater arts. That's where my background is, where my degree is in. So I was a fiction writer anyway. So they would have me, you know, you're smart. You're a writer. Can you look this over for me? And I'm like, okay. So I would look it over um, and they would love it. And then they would tell other people and other people. And I was giving your, giving your, uh, your jewels away for free. Uh-uh. No. Exactly. Because I didn't, I didn't, I won't say I didn't believe in the value, but I was just doing that. Okay. It's not that big of a deal. It doesn't take me that long. And then it dawned on me, like, wait a minute. I could be making money at this. I could make this a business. Hold on. Let me get these coins right fast. (laughs) Let me get these coins. For real, let me get these coins. So I started doing my research. I had no idea that there was a resume writer certification, that there was training involved. I had no idea there was you know, a resume association, and that it was a whole uh, niche on its own. I had no idea people were paying $2,000 for resumes. Yes, they are. Coins. People, people are paying money. And you're thinking, what the heck is going on? Like, why? Why are you paying that much me, for a resume, honey? But, you know, it increases your network. <laughs> let me tell you why. And why you have six-figure resumes out here mm-hmm. is because people understand the value. And I don't now. I have six-figure executives mm-hmm. who pay fifteen hundred, pay me fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars to do their packages. Now they're already making quarter of a million dollars, three hundred thousand dollars a year. Shoot. So you're thinking, why would you even? need to do this why would you even pay this much you you already you know made it you're making that money right right? but the thing is they know something we don't they understand the value of branding putting your package together because that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that they're making they're trying to turn it into 500 you're going to have to invest to do that exactly and they don't have time they're running company they don't have time to sit there on the computer with the resume but us, 
you know, we're out the mid-level professionals, the entry level. We're making forty, fifty thousand dollars, and we don't want to invest two, three hundred dollars because I've already, you know, what do I need to hire someone for when I've been doing it all my life? I, you know, right. I, I can do my own resume. That's fine. You can. We've all done our own resume. But when you get to a point professionally, well, where you're not seeing results, you're trying you're to move up stuck. to the next level. You're trying to, you're stuck. You're trying to rebrand yourself for that um, desired position uh, or to shift or pivot your career. You're going to need some kind of guidance or help to do that. And see, that's the difference. See, we don't want to invest anything. <laughs> we don't want to invest anything. But it's just like a but business. You, you have to uh, spend money to make money, you know? So the same thing applies yes. to your career. You got to, you know, spend a little bit of money in order to make money. You know, we want to have jobs that doesn't make us feel like we're living month to month on our paycheck, you know? And most people in society are living <laughs> paycheck to paycheck, you know, because they don't have enough money to live the lifestyle that they want. Like, we want this lifestyle, but we don't want to take the proper steps to get where we need to go pretty much yeah that's just everything like said, that's just everything in life you know we want you know we want that beyonce j-lo body but we refuse to get in the gym hello we that's me we refuse <laughs> to put down those fries but then we look at we look at them like damn she looks good i need to but we don't want to work for it for nothing we don't work for nothing my gym is across the street. I'm taking my gym is across the street from my house, okay? And I, it's still a struggle to get in there. <laughs> I'm still struggling to get in there. And I have to walk past it to go to, you know, the grocery store. I have to walk past it to, to get to anything else. And, you know, I just, like, block my eyes like I don't see it. So, <laughs> not me. I'm going to see it. <laughs> and so, like, so, it's just... It's just life. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to make that investment, whether it's spiritual, financial, you know, mental. We don't want to make that investment, but we want that new year, new you transformation. Yeah. Come on now. (laughs) But anything in life that we want, no matter how much it costs, we will find a way to purchase it, you know? So if it's something that you really want, you're going to find a way to purchase it. Even if it be you applying for a credit card, you know, with a 0% interest rate. So you can be like, you know what? I really want to do this. You know, I'm going to pay the $13.95 because, you know, (laughs) my phone will be ringing off the hook. You know, after I get my resume revamped, I'm actually going to be elevating myself. I'm actually going to be getting more money. I'm going to be making six figures at this point. You know, you got to speak it into existence. It becomes yours, you know. Um, (laughs) So hopefully that helps somebody. I mean, like, I don't know. I just like for me, I don't know. I'm because I'm such a numbers person. I always look at something and I'm like, oh, it costs this amount. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> let me think yeah. about it. Let me think about it. But if it's something I truly, truly want, then of course, by any means necessary, I'm going to find a way to pay for it, you know? So, yeah. And I tell, and another, another thing that I tell people who are a little leery of making the investment in something like this, I said, well, how much money are you leaving on the table? You yes. know, at 
how much money are you not getting by doing this? Now, I never have guarantees because I don't know, once you receive the package or the document, I don't know what your, you know, job search is like. I don't know if you're... A good interviewer. Um, yeah, you're blowing interviews. Like, I, I, I don't, I cannot say you're going to get a job in 30 days. Right. Because I don't know what's on the other side when I send you the package. <laughs> so I don't do that. But I always tell people, you know, how much money are you leaving on the table? I graduated from college making $12 an hour with student with Sally Mae on my back saying, okay, you owe us, you know, $600 a month. And I'm like, from where? From who? <laughs> Sally Mae on everybody back, okay? <laughs> It's like, who giving you that? I don't even make that much. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be but starving. <laughs> in New York City? Come oh. on, no. Yeah, that's her, not even her, possible. Her. That's like living in a DMV, but I think New York is more expensive than a DMV, actually. It is. It is. So, you know, being a, a teller at $12 an hour um, to building my career to six figures, I've seen every stage. I've seen making twenty-five, thirty-five, $45,000, $50,000, you know, thinking that I'm rich. Right. <laughs> so, so I've seen, you know, every stage and what it takes to, you know, get there. It definitely depends on your industry. Right. Uh, but it's, I've seen that ladder and the struggle like at every level. So I've had to transform you know my mindset about my career stop half-assing it okay stop the mindset of oh i don't need you i can get a job and that's fine you probably could but the level that you're trying to go is going to take a different work ethic a different mindset a different brand package a different everything right and it's always mind over matter you know like how much are you worth how much are you willing to invest in yourself? The the greatest investment anybody can have is in yourself, you know? And most people don't, I don't know, <laughs> take heed to that. You know, they think the biggest investment is to go buy something versus investing in themselves. Because, you know, the more knowledge that you have or the more you are able to brand yourself or pitch yourself to other people, that's the more you're worth, you know? Like, people are going to yeah. gravitate towards that. It's just like, you know rich people hanging out with rich people they don't co-mingle with you know broke people because broke people don't understand rich people problems so <laughs> you know <laughs> that that also and you're you're hanging out with richer people right you know if every person in your group is on the same level something is wrong Right. You, you know, we all have those friends and relatives, and I tell you, clear everybody off, but there should be one or two people that are elevated, that are doing something, right. that are that are kicking ass out there, making their goals happen, living you their know, best starting life. business, living their best life, because, because you're going to see them, and you're it's going to motivate you to do more and right. be more. I agree. So, yeah, yeah, rich people hang out with rich people, but more than likely, they're richer than them. Exactly. Because they're trying to get to their level. And you're hanging out with people that can invest wisdom, that can iron sharpen iron here, <laughs> that you can share ideas with. You know, I've had friends over the years that it's, you know, girl, what are you doing? 
You know what? Next year, I'm gonna get myself together. You know what? I'm gonna give me a better job, and you know I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get on the right track. And then you talk to them next year. Guess what? <laughs> they still doing the same thing. Okay. Same thing. I, I, I will be 39 in February. Okay. And at this late date, if I see like a certain people come up on my phone that I know you won't take my advice, <laughs> you won't take. You, my guidance and you're on repeat I'm less likely to answer I'm going to save my I, energy I'm, I'm saving my energy I'm not going to give you all of these jewels that people pay for yes for free and for free and, then you and you're easy. not even going to do it anyway exactly I agree and I've, I've when I first started this business it was a side hustle and then um, two years, almost, almost three years ago, I transitioned to full time. Okay. And so I worked to get it to a point where I could have a full work, live on my full time business. And when I started, I had people in my life who did not think that I was going to make it, did not think I could make money doing this, did not believe in. In this opportunity or this, this, what I wanted to do. And I've had people get their resumes done by like online companies. Like they would rather give their money to an online company than you, than to me. Okay. (laughs) Fast forward to me being a full time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. It's girl, you hiring? No. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta take the risk. And you know what? Some people will, you know, people or friends, they will push on their insecurities or their doubts onto you, you know, which will have you second guessing if you should move forward with your idea or your vision or just stay where you're at because of all the risk that you may be taking, you know, all the the doubts that they say, like, girl, you're not going to make it. Like, what you doing? Nobody care about that. Yeah. They won't exactly say that. They won't literally say, sometimes they won't literally say, you won't make it. But I've had people come to me that I have shocked. And they said, I can't, I wasn't, I didn't believe it. I will admit, I did not believe it. But you really shocked me. You really did it. I can't, I really can't believe that you've grown your business to where it is right now. I wasn't a believer. Like, they'll come to me now saying what they thought back then and how I shocked them or how they're so surprised and you, you know, you showed me, but I, but I, <laughs> but they will never say it to my face, even though I, I pretty much knew that's how they felt. So you really have to, when it comes to career, when it comes to money goals, when it comes to all of those things, you have to be relentless in your pursuit of what you're going for. You cannot listen to the naysayers. You cannot 
you know, um, rest on your goals when all you do is work. You never go out with us anymore. You, you need to live. Like, <laughs> you bring a, you bring the same lunch every day. It's like, yeah, because I'm saving money because I need to invest in my business. Exactly. I can't go out to lunch with you, you know, for a Manhattan $15, $20 lunch every day. I cannot do that. So it's not popular, it's not well received, but trust me, if you are relentless, you're going to be getting the keys to your house while they're still renting, you're going to be a full-time entrepreneur while they're still going to work, like, it's going to happen. I agree. And people are just going to be sitting there like, and all like, girl, I used to hang out with her like used to. That's the past tense. Okay, honey. <laughs> I have elevated I'm myself. <laughs> I've elevated I'm myself. Exactly. I'm on a new level like at this point. And I always look at that. It's this post that they have on Instagram all the time. And it's about uh, having your business and basically people selling the same thing. And people say, go to go to the bread owl um, anytime <laughs> that you think about selling your product and everybody else. Like basically bread is sold by different people, pretty much the same thing. You ain't uh-huh. going to get that. The same, the same thing that they get from you is not what they're going to get from somebody online. Like with you, it may be more personalized. You know, there's something different that you're going to bring to them that that online resource couldn't bring to them. So if they had taken the time out to actually hire you, they would have got that, you know, experience that you provide to them. They probably would have been calling yeah, you and- like, yeah, my phone yeah. been ringing off the hook. Like, <laughs> I think one of your reviews I was looking at, uh, the girl was like, yeah, after my resume was done, the phone was ringing off the hook. Like, I was like, okay. Like, like phone was ringing off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's a hotline because <laughs> it's just it's ringing like crazy. Now, I well that particular client she was in in finance and okay. this is a, 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 a perfect example of long line what we were talking about. She knew that her company was going under that mm-hmm. they were either going to merge or they were going to close down. But when other people were jumping ship, she stayed. And she said, you know, maybe I can get to a year here. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe I don't have to look for another job. So she waited to the last minute to to leave. Um, And she got an offer by the company um, that they were merging with. But it was the same money. It, you know, she would have to start from scratch as far as with benefits, vacation, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And she chose not to take it. So she chose not to take it. They gave her like two weeks severance because she wasn't there that long. And she was on crunch time. Right. Now, should she have waited that long? No. Because if you see the signs, like in any relationship, you see the signs, you see other people jumping shit. You start to make moves. You start right. to plan out your strategy, Moving exit silence. plan, so that you're not caught with your pants down, right? right? She decided to wait, and she only had a few weeks of any kind of money right. um, before it was, she would start to get desperate. So she paid me. She worked with me. I was able to 
to rush her project. Um, and she really had no downtime uh, as far as losing any money because her phone was ringing off the hook. She was very active with, uh, with her job search. She was on it because she had to be. Right. <laughs> so that may be a bit different if you have a, a, a lackadaisical job search. But that's a perfect example of not waiting until the end right. for, when your for back is being against the prepared. Wall. Yeah, being prepared for the opportunity. We hear a lot. Be ready so you don't have to get ready. Exactly. You know, I get called like, oh, I have this opportunity coming up at the end of December. I'm like, okay, that, okay. <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with me. Like, I'm not going to break my back, you know, bend over back. I can't do it. I'm, right. You know, I'm a one-person show. So, so I cannot turn around, you know, a branded, you know, story-based, you know, flawless resume in three or four days. That's not how I work. Exactly. And it's uh, just me. So, <laughs> I'm the only one doing my business. And I, yeah, and I have a process. I have a process that I go through to make sure that it's right versus just cleaning up and editing and, and all of that stuff. It's it's a process. For me, it's an, it's an art form. I know that sounds extreme for a resume, but <laughs> when you've been doing it this long, it I get so involved in my clients and their success and their story. Right. And I want to, you're making the investment and I want you to get your return on your investment that I don't just, clean up and move a couple words around and say here you go like I'm really branding this whole resume revamping it and making it really sell you in that five to seven seconds that a hiring manager has to look at your actual resume so I get it exactly exactly this is you know not a $99 <laughs> what type of deal today <laughs> job like this is not that Especially if you're trying to elevate a picture uh, resume to somebody. Like an elevator, how long is an elevator ride? Depending on what floor I'm going to, it may be only 30 seconds. I got to sell myself. I like that. <laughs> and I got to sell myself in that little bit of time and make sure I shine in that little time, okay? So now they remember my exactly. name. They remember my face and they know exactly, you know, how I contributed to this company in whatever form. And I think like right now, like I'm in a comfortable place, like with my career, like I'm in finances as well, but I work from home and I'm also going to school. Um, I have, I'm obtaining like my bachelor's degree in finances because I want to, uh, get my CPA. And I'm like, okay. I'm just like, oh God, I'm so comfortable. Like my friends are always like, girl, you need to apply for this job. You know, you <laughs> you do everything down there. You do everything. I'm like, no, I don't want to apply. I don't want, I'm just, I'm comfortable. I'm at home. I'm able to do what I want. But I'm like, it seems like ever since I started working from home, I don't have no extra time to do nothing. Like the phone lines are ringing on and off. Like my job is just more like a phone base. So you know, we get phone calls yeah. and we have to answer those phone calls and things like you have a certain amount of time to answer the phone. But it's like literally my phone knows when I'm getting up to about about to do something, you know, <laughs> like I'm about to walk across the the hallway or something. My phone is like, brr, brr. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, people think working from home is Netflix and, you know, <laughs> scratching your butt and it's you're not, not working at all. And there is nothing else going on. 
And my husband, in the early days, I had to, I have to remind him because, you know, I'm at home. So you can call, can you run here? Can you go do this? Can you pick this up? No, I'm not this? your errand. <laughs> I'm not running like, all these listen. errands for you. It's like, listen, I have appointments. I have clients. I have projects I need to work on. Like, I am working. I'm making this look too easy because... You seem to think <laughs> I don't <laughs> do anything. I'm at home, I don't do anything. I agree. So it's definitely a balancing act. Exactly. And then you get so much cabin fever from working from home and things like that. So I I think you really do have to find your balance with I mean, even being an entrepreneur per se, like, you know, working and also being an entrepreneur and you know, like I'm a caretaker you're a wife so you know it's like you have to juggle all these different job titles and be able to find that you know balance so you don't burn yourself out where you're like you know what I can't even do it you know you can't focus your energy on one thing like something is starting to lack you know rather it be your work life rather it be your uh, social life something just becomes lacking because you can't find that balance and I think that's really important to being an entrepreneur because a lot of times like for me like I was reading your post about how you um temporarily retired as a full-time entrepreneur and you yes. were saying that since you were basically the only person doing everything, you know, customizing these resumes, uh, revamping all that stuff, um, you got the marketing, out. the booking, everything. Yeah, and it's 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 great when you're a one woman show, but that can get old really quick. Right. And like I like I stated, I there's a difference between having a job and having a business. Yes. And I felt like I created a job for myself. Right. That if I if I, I'm sick one day or I'm, I want to do something else, then all business stops because I'm not doing it. That's a job. And right? you don't work, you don't get you. paid. Right. A business, a business is something that can operate outside of you. Right. That even though you're taking the day off or you're not interested, there are still people in place to operate that still make things happen and operate when you are not around. That is a business. So temporarily retiring from full-time entrepreneurship to take advantage of an opportunity, a job opportunity that I was offered, well, maybe six, about six weeks now, mm-hmm. um, is definitely a, a transition you know, to from working for myself to now going back to being an employee. But it's definitely necessary when it comes to reinvesting in my business, hiring the right people, um, being able to uh, revamp my services and, and different things and have that assistant, that project manager, that right. all of those people in place. Um, so that the steps are taken care of. So all I have to do is write. Exactly. I, all I have to do is write and work on the project. I don't have to do the all the marketing. I don't have to do all the social media. I don't have to do all of the consultations. I don't have to do all of those things. Um, when it comes to, yeah, I have someone, you know, and people in place for that, that I, of course I can support. Um, and I have the, 
the luxury of having a position where if I need to take a phone call, I can take a phone call. If I, you know, you can work on stuff, there's flexibility in that. I wouldn't have taken it if there wasn't flexibility because I'm not shutting down my business completely. Uh, so it, you do what you have to do to grow and be better. Right. And at first, when I was presented with the opportunity, it's not the first time. And I was like, no, I'm not going back to work for anybody. Nobody <laughs> going to be bossing me around. <laughs> is telling me when I can have lunch and when I know <laughs> I beyond that I'm not doing it and so I'm telling you, God knew what opportunity to give me right. and where I don't have those problems <laughs> thank God and thank God there's no micromanagement there's no foolishness going on and I can still run my business while I um reinvest I'm saying get the money to reinvest mm-hmm. to grow so i'm re i'm re always reinvesting i'm always trying to you know do better grow look over the year it's december look over the year see what worked see what didn't work see what goals you abandoned see what um you know where you need to improve where you want to go next year you know it doesn't have to be a new year's resolution that ends in february or march right (laughs) you can take bite-sized pieces um, and be able to, you know, see significant progress. It doesn't have to be a full 180, you know, transformation. It right. could be just a small adjustment. It could be just a small pivot, like with money. The whole latte factor that they always do, you know, buy your latte or your, or your Starbucks coffee. Every day, honey. <laughs> Every day, taking your lunch instead of buying or just buying your lunch on Friday as a treat or you know, um, trading in your car or whatever it is. It's just making small adjustments to see a lot of progress. It doesn't have to be craziness. And what we like to do, we start, we like to start off a lot. I'm going to go to the gym every single day. I'm going to eat salads every day for lunch. Overwhelm yourself. Exactly. Like you just want to go in and you burn yourself out. But if you say, you know what, I'm going to go twice a week. I'm going to start with two times a week. If I can do two, I can do three and go from there. Exactly. It's like we love to hear ourselves talk, but we don't like to put the action behind it to actually implement those things that we we said we were going to do. Eating salad. Okay, I'm going to eat salad once a week, okay? Then, I'm, you know, next week I may gradually add two days to adding salad, okay? All right, next week I'm going to do three days where I'm eating salad. The rest of the time it's cheating all throughout the week. You heard me? (laughs) I'm not going to eat eating salad all the way through the week. I mean, because it becomes repetitious and then you're just like, I'm tired of eating salad at this point, you know, because (laughs) you haven't allowed yourself to adjust. It's just like breaking a habit. You know, it takes a while to break a habit. It normally takes about three months to break that habit. So it's not just going to come instantly where you're like, okay, I got to break this habit. It's just like a person who smokes cigarettes. Not overnight, they're going to say, oh, I'm going to stop smoking cigarettes. Okay, cool. And then they go through that withdrawal moment where they like, oh, I really need a cigarette, you know? (laughs) And you smoke the whole pack. You smoke the whole pack. Exactly. So, yeah. So anything that we do, it's baby steps. It's just small changes um, to see, to definitely see big results. 
And when you're doing when you're doing like a coaching session, what what does the coaching session consist of? Like, what are you doing for the client when you're coaching them up? Like, are you looking for are you looking for those keywords? Is it almost like I don't know if you're selling something? You know, like when people are selling stuff, they listen to the keywords that maybe their client in front of them are saying to kind of you know maneuver the conversation to that. Like, okay, boom, let me gear in on this. Let me settle like this. Well, it definitely depends on what you're, that you want to be coached on. If you're, if you have direction already and you're like, you know what, I want to make a career change. I want to move from this industry to this industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. I already have the bones to be able to ask the right questions and, and create a program that will that will help get you from A to B. um, So you have to have some kind of of reason why you need coaching. If you're coming with coaching saying, I have no idea what I want to do, but I know I don't want to do this, what I'm doing right now, that's a start. Uh, But I definitely like to get, like I said, all the information. What's your... What, what transition you want to make or what you want to be coached on, the why, um, and what you're willing to do to get there. Because I can only coach you based on what you're doing. Right. I, you know, you, the coach or the mentor, like, it's not a miracle worker. I can't do the work for you. Exactly. Um, I, I guide you. I definitely give you strategic road, uh, strategic roadmap and steps to get you there and homework that you have to complete, research that you have to do um, for you to make sure this is is for you. And I've worked with people that said they wanted one thing, this uh, transition or wanted to get into this career, and then halfway through the project or the the coaching, they said, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I changed my mind. Because once you start peeling back the layers to figure out why you want to do it, you start those informational interviews, you start talking to people already in the industry, and you say, you know what, I thought I wanted that, but the commitment is too much, or the hours is too much, or I have to go to another two years of school, and I'm not willing to do that. So we always say we want certain things, but once you start digging and once you start figuring out what's required, sometimes we change our mind and say, right. I don't want to do this anymore. And that vision so, starts to change. That vision and that dream starts to change. And it's mm-hmm. perfectly fine. It's better for for that dream or that career to change while you're coaching or while you're working with someone versus three years in. Right, getting into in, the field. Can, and you had no idea it required all of this stuff. And you had no idea <laughs> this was a part of the job. Because if you knew it, you wouldn't have done it. Exactly. So I, I always encourage people to figure all that stuff out. If you're working with someone, work with someone that is that specializes in career transitions or interviewing or um, the type of coaching that you want to do. Or if you want to take your side hustle to a full-time business. Work with someone that has experience with that. Not just working with side hustlers, but actually done it themselves. Right. I, though that's the type of coaching that I seek out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want a personal trainer that has never been fat. I don't want you. Because you don't understand <laughs> the battle. 
Exactly. You need somebody that's going to be relatable and they're going to understand the struggle that you're already going through. It's yes, just, if you lost 100 pounds, you can, you can help me lose 10. Exactly. It's just like, a, I guess I refer it to people who have like an alcohol problem when they have to basically be partnered with someone who already has had an alcohol problem but you know it's no longer drinking anymore they're going to be partnered with somebody like that because they understand their trials and tribulations they're going to understand like what withdrawals they're going through like someone like me who you know doesn't drink or you know doesn't drink like all the time you know things like that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna understand it yeah Addiction is a, is a lot different. Like, it's definitely a lot different when it comes to AA or NA meaning. Right. You know, you have a sponsor. Um, I I don't have any addictions unless you count, you know, my cookies. Actually, but <laughs> I'm telling you, the sugar, the sugar addiction is real. It is real. Oh my god. Now, <laughs> but I don't have that level of, you know, I would not be. A, a sponsor to someone to an alcoholic right i i can't relate and you can you know so you know it's the it's the same thing in my book and when it comes to any form of career coaching i've i stress this with my clients i know what it's like right to make twelve dollars an hour getting out of school with uh sixty thousand dollars in student loans i know what it's like to make twenty five thirty five forty five thousand dollars and think um, you making from money. from a side hustler to an entrepreneur, <laughs> you know, having that horrible work ethic and, you know, career mindset. Like I said, who leaves for lunch and doesn't come back? Me. Like, I will literally leave you hanging because I don't care at the time. I didn't care. <laughs> and I could find a job in two weeks. So Not leave and don't come back, though. <laughs> That's a bit extreme. I will leave for lunch. I will leave for lunch and I will not return. Oh, nah. I don't think I... There's some shenanigans going on. Nah, I may like talk I said, a little I crap. Sad. I talk a little crap sometimes. Like, you know what? I ain't dealing with this no more. I ain't coming back to work. But you know, the next morning, <laughs> reality sinks in. And I'm like, you know what? I really do need that job. I need yeah, that money. Uh, so I got to go to work. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was definitely spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if you have a safety net, it's easy to do that. Exactly. But when you on your own and you're doing, you know, when I was on my own, like really on my own, you had to and I had to pay rent and bills, <laughs> you had to suck it up. You and know, deal you had with to it. suck it up, deal with it while you're making moves. If you had, I would surely be making moves. If you had to name but, yeah. one, I don't know, one big red flag that you see often when reviewing resumes what would you say is a big red flag a big red flag um oh, like, grandma that's a big one <laughs> and this is what I need <laughs> we write the way we talk oh lord right? you sound Usually. just like my mother right now I'm like oh but lord it's the truth it's the truth <laughs> We write the way we talk. And for a business document, that does not work. Right. All right. So we write the way we talk. We write, you know, an essay form um, and things like that. But a resume is a business document, right? Resume grammar is different from even professional speech or that essay or that, you know, dissertation, whatever your 
your writing, it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. So the grammar is different. Um, so you need to definitely think about that when you're writing your resume. No I's and my's and first person and for all of that stuff, that does not belong in a resume. Besides that, I see a ton of, of resumes that are not achievement focused or leadership focused. It's written like a to-do list. Oh, I answer okay. phone, I do customer service, you know, I, I fold shirts, I, you know, uh, direct people to the right department. Are you reading my resume right now? (laughs) (laughs) It's a to-do list. It's not achievement focused. It's not leadership focused. So you definitely need to to keep that in mind and think about the impact that you're making on this business, the ways that you make the, the business or company better, you elevate certain things, either it's making more money, saving money, culture. Um, what are you doing to elevate this business? Have you, the job you're at right now, have you made it better? If you do you leave tomorrow, have you made it better than when you got there, right? Mm-hmm. So you definitely have to include those things because when people are, are trying to hire, they're trying to hire people who make an immediate impact. They're trying to hire people that can hit the ground running, mm-hmm. that can, um, like I said, either make the money, save the money, improve culture, do what they need to do to to for them to meet their revenue or their their mission goal. Right? They're not going. They're not looking to pay five, six figures for someone that can that is just a to do list. Right? So you should make it impactful if all of that makes sense. I agree. Oh, Lord. Then I got to go to the drawing board. See, I'm going to have to hire you because once I start being comfortable or whatever, <laughs> once I start being comfortable, then, you know, I'll get my well, resume. you have my number. Yeah, I'll have get my, my, number, my resume revamped because, child, you were speaking to me in that, uh, <laughs> that moment. I was like, dang, is she reading my resume? She must be looking at it right now. I need to send her my resume. But... <laughs> I think that's something that, you know, a lot of us, I, I don't know, we don't take time to understand. We go and get those little templates off of the word. <laughs> and then we oh, take our no. current job description and we go ahead and copy and paste our current job description into that. Yep. And, you know, we kind of keep mm-hmm. it moving because that yep. tells you exactly what it is that I do because that's what my job description say I do. Even though I know I do more than what my job description says I do. That's what it says I do. So, you know what? We're just going to go with this right here. So Exactly. And like I said, that's why <laughs> the six-figure executive is, is still getting their resumes done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you wonder why, you know, the, the rich get richer or the most successful keep themselves open to new opportunities and new ideas and, and new ways of doing things. And we're stuck. Right, because they're we're willing to pay the money. And we're just like, well, you know what, sis? That's just too much money. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. Even though I want this Louis Vuitton bag that costs about the same price as what you're charging, that's just too much. I'm going to put it on my credit card. I'm going to put that on my credit card. And I'm not going to take the time to invest in myself because I, I just don't. That's just too much. Especially this time of year. Yes. I've been posting and... and, and shouting it from the rooftop 
Like you're in, you're investing in depreciating items. You're spending all of this money on things um, and technology and all of these things. Now, great, if you need it, you want to teach yourself, you go right ahead. Right. But when it comes to investing in yourself so that this time next year, you're at an elevated level, it's priceless. Right. It's no price tag for that. that. Like, how yeah. much are you worth? That TV, that TV or what you're buying may be old by next year. You'll be old by next year. You're going to want a different TV. You're going to want a different outfit, a different bag, a different whatever. Exactly. So you might not even have it by next by this time next year. That thing may clunk out on you and you might not even have it. But when it comes to, like you said, investing in yourself, it's priceless. And by this time next year, where do you want to be? Right. Allow me to help you to secure your bag. <laughs> like if you want to, <laughs> if you want to secure that bag, let me help you to secure that bag and put you in a better position that can increase your net worth in order for you to get those things that you desire or the lifestyle that you want. That you, you know, we you've been talking about for years. You know, some people drive around in Hondas and they still call them their Benz. They like this is my Benz right here. No, baby, that's a Honda. Okay, <laughs> like you know, we have to be able to do the groundwork that we need to do in order to get where we want to go. And I mean, that's just we got to get out of our own and way. And you don't want to, you know. And we and who wants to to buy something that you really want and then have to eat oodles and noodles for six months because you didn't no, spend fifteen hundred dollars on these boots or whatever it is? Look at me, no, ma'am. My stomach will not take that. Uh, uh-uh. uh. No. <laughs> See, my addiction is food, sacrifice. so... <laughs> Some people sacrifice. Exactly. And say, I will eat top ramen because I've always wanted this and I deserve it and I'm going to treat myself. But uh, I live in New York City. So you'll be on the subway with millionaires, mm-hmm. with CEOs, and you will never know it. They have those run-over converse. Oh, <laughs> yes. jeans and a t-shirt. And you will never know that you are sitting next to the CEO of something. Um, and they're in a $10 million house in Jersey. So you will never know it. This statement it is nothing. To, it's so far. Yeah, it's, with, it's dead on. Yeah. I feel like you're so dead on with this statement right here. <laughs> you never know what's going on. But for some reason... The black community, the black and brown community, we have to wear our wealth. Exactly. We have to let everybody know we got that money. We have some kind of money. And don't have no money in the bank account. Don't even know if the car will go through or not, you know? Like, you look hood rich. And, but when it comes to property, investments, retirement, you have nothing. Exactly. Nothing to show for yourself. And that's so true about uh, them, uh, like, <laughs> millionaires coming into places and looking like they don't have money because I used to work at this um what bank was it United Bank I used to work at United Bank and we had a a private banking um area in the back and some of the people that Uh used to come in um I'm like what like their attire you would not even know they had money, money, okay? They and they have a little bit of money. Real they had money. commas, you know what I'm saying? Commas, commas, you know? And I'm like, what in the world? Like, y'all got money. And before I even knew about real estate and, you know, how real estate could actually elevate your life and how, you know, some of the top millionaires are invested in real estate, 
I remember a guy coming into um, the bank. It was a black guy, too. And he um, was like, oh, yeah, you need to go ahead and you need to get you some properties. And, you know, um, invest in them. Because he always used to have different accounts. He was making deposits. Where he, No, you can't deposit it into this account. And I'm like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> Sir, what? what are you talking about? And, you know, back then, you don't know the value of just a, you know, a small interaction how much that could really help you throughout life and you think about it and you're like dang i should have started back when you know <laughs> that gentleman told yeah. me about real estate it's just like it didn't catch then but then you know years down the line you're like oh i should have you had an aha moment like i should have did that and the same applies to a resume you know right then and there all you hear is the number that's it that's all you hear yeah. is the dollar amount. That's it. So at that at that moment, you shut down because you're like, mm, I'm not about to pay that for a resume. It's a resume. That's exactly. Exactly. And that mentality is what gets you stuck right there because you're like, it's a resume. It's just a piece of paper, honey. Like, <laughs> I'm not about to pay that yeah. for a piece of paper. No, I'm not. Then you have to think about it years down. You're like, okay, well, I'm still stuck in this same position making this amount of money. What can I do? What what haven't yeah, I done? Something is wrong here. Right. Something is wrong here. What haven't I done to get yeah. where I needed to go? Let's go back to the drawing board. You know what? Let me call let me call her back up and tell her, you know what, ma'am? I changed my mind. I actually do want to get my resume and my LinkedIn done because you know what? Nobody's calling me. You know, I'm a good candidate. People do. I let I let people. I don't sell. Like I will show you what you need to do. I'll let you know this is the best way, um, and this is my method, and this is the method that gets results. This is the cost. Hit me back. You know, call me if you right. want to, or you don't. You don't. I've had people tell me, okay, let me try it on my own first. Let me see what I can do, and if it doesn't work, then I'll come back. That's okay. perfectly fine. You do that. And I've had people surprise me six months, nine months later coming back to, to to finally work with me that I don't have to, you know, rehash everything because they they tried it on their own. It didn't work. Right. That's fine. And now they they want to invest and they want to to get this done. So it happens like that all all the time. And when it comes to branding and, and, and resume writing and all of that we've been doing it all of our lives it's like why would I have to pay for something like this that's the that's the attitude that I get all the time why would I have I've been doing my resume I've done jobs on my own before why do I need you right so I mean that's a valid question because I've been doing my own you know I've been doing my own resume until I figured it out <laughs> figure out what the heck I was doing and, and kind of practice on myself and other people. Right. Uh, but but it's, it's that definitely that mindset, like I said, that will keep us stuck. And when you have like six to seven figure executives making the investment and you won't, that says something right. So as we bring this to an end, what key points should uh, people kind of like focus on as it relates to resumes, interviews, coaching? What's your like go-to advice for anybody? Oh, my go-to advice. <laughs> I think it would just be, it will have to be to first things first, develop your value. 
develop your values and your utilizing your career story to to get where you need to go. And all of that just means looking over your career, seeing what what works, what doesn't work, being able to self-evaluate yourself and see the value of what you've already done to sort of morph that into where you need to go. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, like, break it down a little, a little more. Um, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be so abstracted in the air that it's not practical. You know what I'm saying? And it can be hard to do that when you're looking at yourself, you're looking at your experience, you're like, well, what do I do? Where's the value of this and what I do? There's value in everything. Right. Every part of your career story counts. You know, I was a theater major. Would I be a career coach and a resume writer if you would have told me 10 years ago? No. No. (laughs) But my training in that has definitely helped me in this. So dreams can change. Careers can change. But everything that you have done up up until this point has value. Right. You just got to be willing to change, pretty much. (laughs) You just have to be willing to change and be willing to put the pieces together and see how things relate um, and, and how things, you know, move together and all of that. So definitely understanding your value and being able to piece that to, you know, together to really, to really tell your story like it needs to be told. You just dropped so many gems on this episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just gave them everything. But I just want want to say thank you for doing this podcast interview. And if anybody wants to follow you, they can follow you on Instagram. Do you have a Facebook page? I do. I have a Facebook, Twitter, even a Pinterest. You can find me on LinkedIn. Oh, gosh. Um, Career Career Global Co. um, is all of my handles. And my website is careerglobal.com. Dot co, dot co. That's my website. Okay, so y'all can go and find her, get y'all resumes all the way together so y'all can increase <laughs> y'all network. And if you haven't clicked the subscribe button, go ahead and click the button.